Welcome to the People Doing Good podcast. I am Mariah Bolt. And I am Jerry Robinson, J-E-R-R-Y-R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N. Thank you for the spelling clarification, Jerry. I appreciate it. Um, If it's your first time listening, you can hear Jerry's laughter. This podcast uh, is all about spreading positivity by sharing stories of people doing good, spreading positivity, being happy, enjoying the moment, and sharing with you these amazing people in our communities that do so much to help each other. Um, Today, excited to have Dusky Estes on the program. Dusky is currently the executive director of Farm to Pantry, an amazing nonprofit that she will tell you a little bit about in the conversation coming up. Um, Dusky's been featured on the Food Network and PBS. She is a judge on Guys Grocery Games. She's been on Next Iron Chef, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I mean, she's done it all. Her work has also been featured in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Rolling Stone, Sunset, Bon Appetit, and so many more. I could go on and on, but I would rather have you just, you know, hear Dusky and her words talk about the good work that she's doing right now in the community. I have to also mention that uh, she worked at the White House with Hillary Clinton. She also ran the kitchen and Glide Memorial Church in San Francisco. So I tell you what, we're going to stop talking about her and we'll just <laughs> let her tell us the rest of the story. So let's kick back and enjoy this conversation with Dusky. Well, it's so good to have you on the show. I've been a fan of your food and your restaurant and your Zazu. I was a regular, of course. Thank and you. It's so sad to see it go, but we we want to hear from you today about farm to pantry and gleaning. And for our listeners who don't know what that is, if you can kind of just tell us about the nonprofit first. But so, before uh, you start, but wait, wait, before oh, oh, sorry, you start that, so I, I just I just so glad you're on our podcast oh, today. Thank you for having me. I'm definitely uh, one who likes to be in it. Uh, yes. We, we do love what we do and feel lucky for what we get to do every day. Um, and I would say for the listeners to this podcast, uh, the ones who will relate to the, the kind of full schedule um, have ADHD like I do. I cannot rest for one minute. Uh, every minute has to be filled. And um, I enjoy it when it's busiest. So uh, that's when I get my adrenaline rush. So um, big fan of being busy. And um, when we lost the restaurant in a flood in 19, uh, we started food trucking uh, and we raised pigs in our backyard and we have a meat company that makes ideally the best bacon you ever had, Black Pig Meat Co. And then with the pandemic, like all restaurant and food service people, uh, we lost 250 winery and music festival events. Um, And so I had to, you know, I'm tired of the word pivot or, uh, you know, dig deep to find the next the next road to run after. So and I I hit the jackpot for me. Uh, I started gleaning and I didn't know what gleaning was either. Even though I was a farm to fork chef buying from 200 local farmers in Sonoma County, all my meat, my cheese, my lemons, my strawberries, my lettuce, you name it. I grew it myself or bought it from somebody who did. Um, And so I thought I knew everything about the local agricultural scene 
And it turns out that I didn't. I didn't know what gleaning was. And what gleaning is, is to rescue bit by bit. Uh, and it comes from the Bible. And it has to do with making sure that nothing is wasted. Whenever there is a farmer growing on land, they always grow more than what they're going to be able to sell because something's not going to work out. You're going to get the drought. Uh, some bug is going to come across like you never know. And what? something's going to get away from you, like might get too big for marketplace or uh, there's always something that's maybe not perfect for the marketplace, but still crazy delicious and full of vitamins. Um, so a friend of mine, when I was like trying to figure out what my next calling was going to be, uh, said, you should go out on a glean. And so I went to this farm called Front Porch, which is in Healdsburg, and they grow flowers along with the best blackberries you ever had and, and huge heads of uh Romanesco and cauliflower and uh, gorgeous fields of peppers. So I was in this gorgeous uh, valley in Healdsburg between rows of gorgeous flowers and incredible food. Uh, and we were picking it all to give away. Uh, we were picking it all to deliver to marginalized families in our community uh, that didn't have access in the food bank system or the food pantry system to produce. Mostly what's available um, as a giveaway is canned goods, dry goods, shelf-stable goods, things that don't need to be refrigerated and don't need to move fast. But produce in the time of illness has the most nutrients and the most immunity packed stuff. So it ended up that my 200 farming connections came in kind of handy <laughs> because uh, when the pandemic happened and all the restaurants shut down, uh, the restaurants lost their buyers overnight. And yeah. so because Sonoma County is so intertwined farm to table, so every farmer sells direct to restaurants. And when the restaurants shuttered, then the farmers who had planted their fields full had no reason to pay the labor to go pick because they had no buyer. And so at the same moment that we saw lines, you know, change from a 40 person line to a 400 person line uh, trying to get food, uh, all these farmers had food that they weren't going to harvest. And so that's where gleaning comes in. Uh, Farm to Pantry rescues that food and shares it with people in need. And so uh, we're now doing six times what we were doing in 2019. Last year, we rescued 350,000 pounds in Sonoma County. Uh, and that is when you, you multiply every pound times four to get the number of servings. So that's over 1.4 million servings of amazing produce delivered to our marginalized families. Wow. And um, it's, it's been an amazing, clearly I'm very proud. I get to be Robin Hood every day or Santa Claus or, uh, and the harvesting is like an Easter egg hunt or a treasure hunt. It's a good time uh, of putting in your labor and uh, seeing the immediate reward. Like you can see the difference you make in the same day. So it's pretty incredible. That is inspiring. Amazing the way, you know, you, you I understand fully how you 
are tired of the word pivot and all of the language around the pandemic and what we all kind of had to do. Um, but seeing people come out of it thriving like you is, is just awesome. I wanted to ask you um, also about a couple of cool things that I've read about you. Um, working in the White House, what's that? Like? Wow, I have to tell you, uh, so I, when I went to, my, to Brown University, uh, everybody was gonna be a doctor or a lawyer pretty much, right? <laughs> like that was, the, that was yeah. the track. So I was on track to go to law school. I got into law school um, and I had an internship at the Public Defender in Washington, DC. And I had an internship at the White House um, getting ready to go to law school, but neither of those internships paid me. So I had to work in a restaurant on weekends to try to survive. Um, and of course my passion was was cooking in the restaurants. Uh, and I, um, I was working on the healthcare bill, which uh, is now known as the Affordable Care Act, uh, but it was in the Clinton administration, the version then. Um, so the healthcare bill did not pass. Of course, I, I definitely believe in national healthcare. Um, wow. And it didn't pass at that time. Luckily, we have it now. And so many people are better off with more insurance or more affordable insurance now. Um, but I realized that um, fighting the battle in, in politics wasn't my thing. I need to see I'm an immediate gratification kind of person. I need to see the results, which is why gleaning is so incredible because the same day when, when we show up, I'll give an example about a peach. So um, I'm a big fan of peaches and uh, amazing peaches grow in Sonoma County in people's backyards. Everybody has a fruit tree in their backyard. And when a fruit tree comes to ripeness, and my dog wants to tell you about the peach too. Um, when, when the fruit tree comes to ripeness, there's more than you and your neighbors can eat, right? So uh, there's a, there is an orchard in Healdsburg that we go to, um, Doug and Cindy Home Farm. And uh, we get to pick these white peaches that are, you know, floral, fragrant, juicy, that juice that's like honey dripping down your face, like so balanced and sweet and tart together that like you just, it's hard not to eat that whole peach in one gallop because it's so good. Um, but so we got to harvest peaches there and I was driving, uh, we, we recycle boxes through our winery friends in Sonoma County. So we harvest all our food into wine boxes. And so I was driving around with my truck full of boxes, stopping at different partners. And I went to a homeless encampment, a tent village run by the Salvation Army. And at our, it was in our, um, the backyard of our, one of our public swimming pools had closed down and they were using the facility for a homeless village of tents. And they had security guards there. Like they wouldn't let people, just random people in. You had to, you know, check in with the security guard. So I was, I went to the security guard with the box of peaches on my shoulder. And I said, um, do you think you could take this back there and find out if, you know, these, these peaches will last for a, a day, a day and a half. Uh, so how many boxes can this team eat? You know, do they want one box? Do they want two boxes? I just want to leave the right amount because then I'll go to the next partner with, with the rest. Um, so he takes the one box back and over the fence, I hear them all eating these peaches. Uh, 
<laughs> and I can hear the like, mm-hmm. it's fr- <laughs> it was a Friday afternoon. It was like 105 degrees. They had these little misters out to keep everybody cool. And uh, they were all eating these juicy peaches. And these are the kind of peaches that in a farmer's market are, you know, five to six dollars each. Um, and the they, they were yelling over the fence line, lady, lady, these are the best peaches I ever had in my whole life. Like, and uh, so of course, did another, another box of peaches. <laughs> and for me, it was this realization uh, because I had cooked in a farm to fork restaurant for, you know, my own far- farm to fork restaurant for two decades. But before that, for other chefs for, for 15 years, at least. Um, and so it was only lucky people that got to eat this amazing food in my previous career. Mm. It was like, you had to be really fortunate to be, to have access to eat this food. And now I was really working in the right place because I was sharing this incredible goodness that comes from Sonoma County with everybody. Everybody could have this incredible head of lettuce that makes you feel better when you eat it, or this juicy peach that just makes any day better. Like it turns it all around, you know, for that hour. So um, I just have to say, like, uh, everybody has something to give. I get to live stone soup every day because it's either the gleaner giving their labor or the house owner giving their tree or their, you know, patch um, or the driver helping drive it. Um, Everybody has something to give and um, to help each other. Like we've got each other's backs in this. Yeah, it's a real community effort. Um, Another thing I wanted to ask you, and we ask everyone who comes on the podcast a couple of questions um, because we, we talk to people who are out there in the community trying to make the world a better place in whatever realm um, is their wheelhouse. Now, I always like to know these givers like you, what, who in your life inspired you um, as you were growing up or coming up in your career? Do you have a one or two people that stand out as inspiration role models? Well, I have uh, in Healdsburg, there's a winemaker uh, named Lou Preston, who um, he is a biodynamic farmer, which means not only does he grow grapes, he actually pulled up grapes for diversity of agriculture. So he, um, he grows food, uh, he grows sheep. So, uh, he makes his own olive oil. Mm. He has a wood fired oven and makes his own bread. Um, and he doesn't, the wine, even though we're in this Mecca of incredible high-end wine, he's not about the snobbery about it all. Cause once a week you can come with a jug and go up to his barrel and fill your jug like they do in Italy. That's yeah. more of a community thing. But he's like the real deal. Um, and he's actually a grower for Farm to Pantry. He gives to us every weekend at the farmer's market. But um, so Lou was always an inspiration for me because he was doing what was the right thing by the environment and the community, not necessarily for the dollar, you know, like he was driven by just being good and, and doing the right thing for everybody. Um, so Lou Preston has always been a model for me. Um, of course I would say my parents, uh, (laughs) they met in the civil rights movement. Um, 
my mom was one of the teachers that organized the Mississippi summer. And my dad was one of the Jews from New York that went down and uh, registered blacks to vote and was shot at by the KKK. And um, he's got lots of stories to tell. Um, but so uh, they were fighters for justice. And um, so my fight is maybe not quite as political as theirs. Yeah. Uh, but I do believe in food justice and food access for all and that we can't go anywhere if we're hungry. So we got to start with tackling that one first. Yeah, Jerry, I'm hogging all the yeah. questions. Do you want to no. pop in? Well, you know what? I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I mean, <laughs> I am really enjoying this. And you're <gasps> just, uh, you're, you're amazing. And the energy, I can just feel your energy, you know, and, and, and I, can, I can imagine what, what it's like to be around you when you're being you, you know, people reacting to you, people getting happy because you're always smiling. I already know you agrees. smile a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You, smile, you, you smile a lot and you're passionate about what, you, what you're doing. Uh, I, you know, I don't have any questions. No, I'm really enjoying just listening about your life. And then you brought in your parents in the civil rights movement and uh, you're just, you're one of those good people. You're a good person. You, you, and, 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 and I can see that and I can hear that. And I'm just, hey, I get excited when I hear people uh, doing good things and they're enjoying what they're doing. And you are it. You're the poster person for that. Because you know what? When you walk into a room or you walk into a field or you walk into a restaurant, you, I'm sure you just light up the whole place because... That's the personality you're displaying now. So I'm just, I'm just, I just keep on talking. I'm just, hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm the audience. <laughs> well, this is the People Doing Good podcast. So you nailed it. You nailed well, it. <laughs> I think you probably get to listen to all kinds of passionate, good people every single day. So thank you, Jerry, for your kind words. Oh, you know, you're welcome. And you know what, see, it's like this. Uh, you're making my day better. Okay, you're making my day better when, when you started. And even now you have already made my day better by just you just being you. And that's what to me, that's what life's about is making a difference in somebody's in their life. Like you said, it could be a peach that makes a difference <laughs> in somebody's life. And speaking of peaches, I've never heard anybody in my whole life describe a peach the way you describe <laughs> that peach. My mouth started, I started drooling over here. I was like, I know, <laughs> we just got to wait a couple more months. <laughs> okay, all right. You're making me hungry. <laughs> I want a peach too. That was a good description. Um, I got to ask, are you a football fan? I have to tell you, I, I love basketball. Okay, I like I kicking the positive. I'm all about basketball. But I, uh, my daughter played football. She was uh, on the Pee Wee Stallions team in Santa Rosa and they won state champions. And so I had never in my life seen a football game until my daughter was competing. And I had to go with her every weekend. I all of a sudden became this football mommy that knew nothing about any of the terminology, any of the rules, anything, because she was a girl on a boys team. I had to be in the locker room for the weigh-ins every weekend. Um, so all of a sudden I became like the hardcore football mommy. Um, uh, and then through my cooking, I got the opportunity to do a cook-off before the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know how many years ago it was, but when it was like in Santa Clara. 
Uh, I got to go to the Super Bowl and I got my daughter a ticket uh, (laughs) into the Super Bowl for doing this cook-off with all the Super Bowl, with all the football players. And so in the green room, before the Super Bowl, my daughter got to hold seven Super Bowl rings while these different (laughs) football players were my sous chefs and they signed a football for her. I don't know who any of them were because I'm completely (laughs) ignorant. Um, But I I was the greatest mom ever about football that day, not knowing anything about it. But uh, I do like chicken wings and I do like French fries. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're with you on that. Like standard Buffalo or do you go, um, what's your go-to? Oh my God. We make this amazing Korean chicken wing. That's like, Mm -hmm. I like Korean spice. So it's like spicy and ginger and like you cannot stop licking your fingers okay. with that like sweet and heat. And, uh, so, but yes, I love Buffalo too. You cannot go wrong. I go Buffalo <laughs> blue. Um, for I know now talking about your food. If we have listeners that um, are tuning in and hearing this podcast and they miss your food, they miss Sazu. Uh, do you have active food trucks anywhere now? Can they get your food? Can you tell us where to go? Yes. Well, you can go to my website, blackpigmeatco.com. And A, we ship bacon all over the country. It's pasture-raised pigs. We say a great life in one bad day, uh, which is, of course, not how most uh, pigs are treated in our country. So you got to really seek out good quality protein from small ranchers. Um, But so you can, and we make a whole line of snout-to-tail products. We make Bacon caramel popcorn, chicharron oh. peanut butter cups, mm-hmm. limbardo. Uh, to, like we don't waste anything on the pig. Uh, lard soap that makes you smell like roses. We grow the rose geranium. Um, but you can also catch our food truck by going to that same website, blackpigmeatco.com. And I think the next event that we have is in Sonoma at um, the Sonoma International Film Festival. Our food truck will be there March 24th through 26th. Um, and we also have a number of events at Bacchus Landing this summer. So, okay. and more coming. So uh, check, out, check out our website and join us. Yeah, the, and seriously, the bacon is no joke. This is the best bacon you'll ever have. It's like dangerous. Okay. Well, I can't wait to get a hold of it because you know, you know my people. You know we love some pork. We love some bacon. You know that. By the way, can I see your forearm, your tattoo? The tattoo. The, t- the other one, the other side. I don't have anything on the other side. Oh, the, the one that's written. Okay, we turned around. Gary, it was a. It was an image. It was. That's not a real tattoo. What did it say? Do you know what? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I saw Uh, that. So that was actually, um, I do a lot of work with the James Beard Foundation, uh, which trains chefs on how to use their voice with politicians and media um, for food policy change. And so uh, on my arm, everybody had to write what was their, what was the thing they wanted to change? And so I wrote a great life and one bad day because my life's work has been, I was a vegetarian for 23 years before raising pigs myself. And um, basically I believe that all animals are due the same respect. Um, They give us an immense gift when they go to feed us uh, and they should not be treated awfully and on the way Uh, we should honor them. And so um, 
basically that's been my mission. So I've been working very hard with the Sonoma County ranchers. Uh, so I would say buy local meat, find a ranch that raised them on pasture. Don't buy commodity meat. Don't buy CAFO meat, um, which is confined animal feeding operations. And it does cost more, but you don't have to eat as much. We all think we need eight ounces. You can garnish with meat and eat a big pile of vegetables. And then you can afford the right kind of meat. So just eat, eat less meat, more vegetables, and support your local rancher. Absolutely. I have a real quick pig story. And I, I was a vegetarian for a period of time because I was a freshman at Hillsburg High School and I had made a new friend who was in FFA. And I hadn't grown up much with the, with the FFA crowd. And um, I went to her house to hang out and she had two pigs and their names were Pete and Repeat. I thought that was funny. <laughs> She like played with the pigs and it was so much fun. And I didn't understand this whole process of what was to come. And I came to have dinner at their house uh, a month or two later. And they said, we're having Pete tonight. And I'm like, Pete, the one I played with. And I just, I felt a certain way about it. And I think, so I didn't eat any more meat from that day until like my sophomore year of college. And now I love it, but it was just the way that it made me feel. You know, how do you feel about connecting with animals in that sense? And see that I do. I love the animals. As you can see, I've got my dog by my side making a lot of noise for us. But we've got between 50 and 100 animals on our farm all the time. Um, I love them dearly. Uh, and we try not to waste anything. We give them the best food along the way and we let them run around and play and have joy. Um, and I love babies. So, you know, our land is not limitless. So if you want to have babies, you gotta, you gotta make way. And I would say, um, when a pig gets to be around 300 pounds and starts breaking everything, you're over it. <laughs> it's time to go, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, we want to just give you a big thanks again for being such an inspiration and we're adding you to our list of people doing good and we hope to check in with you another time, maybe an, another year to check in to see what you're up to. But for now, if people want to um, are inspired by your work and want to help the nonprofit um, not farmed pantry, where would they go? Would they go to the website? Is there any particular need for volunteers at the moment? We always need volunteers. If you can believe it, we've been averaging 20 gleans a week. And a glean is um, two to 10 people. Uh, and uh, it's three hours, generally from nine to noon or 9.30 to noon 30. Um, and then if you feel like delivering, you can deliver after. It's crazy rewarding. You're out there with amazing people on beautiful properties in Sonoma County. And so if you wanna volunteer with us uh, or you have a fruit tree in your backyard. Nothing's too small or too big. We go to one tree or we go to 15,000 is one of the orchards we go to. But uh, one tree is not too small. Uh, or if you want to donate, you go to farmtopantry.org, which is F-A-R-M-T-O-P-A-N-T-R-Y.org. And we have three buttons on there, gleaner, grower, giver. So if you have food to give, you hit grower. If you want to volunteer, you hit gleaner. And if you want to give some cold, hard cash, you hit giver. <laughs> Perfect. 
All right. Well, if you, <coughs> we'll, we'll add a link in our show notes also for our oh, listeners. So you. look for that, click on it and help out any way you can. Thanks again, Dusky. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thanks for having me. And you know what I want to say to you? Thank you so much. I've really, really enjoyed listening to you and God bless you. Bless you too. Thank you both. Well, we sure hope you enjoyed our conversation with Dusky. I certainly did. What a what a wonderful, just ball of energy, isn't she? She you know what she she's a winner. She's got that energy and that drive and that 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 passion, and she's a winner and she's just a um, like a champion for humanity. That's yeah. what I would call her. That she's a champion. She's our champion. She's the people's champion. And I'm glad. We had a chance to let her share what she does with the rest yeah, of the and people. She, she really shines. And when she laughs, it just it just lights everything <laughs> up, even over Zoom. Um, we are so grateful, Dusky. Thank you for being on our podcast. And please keep up the good work. If you were inspired by um, some of Dusky's work, check out farmtopantry.org. And like Dusky said, you can donate, you can volunteer, um, anyone can help. So please reach out to her or reach out to us and we can get you in contact. Um, and before we head out for today, I would like to know what's going on in Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Well, today that what's happening in Mr. Robinson's neighborhood, that's R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N, neighborhood. <laughs> Sobriety is never owned. It's rented. And rent is due every day. God bless you. Stay strong. And thank you for listening to this episode of the People Doing Good Podcast. The People Doing Good Podcast is brought to you by Shoes for Kids. For more info, visit shoesforkids.com. It is created and hosted by Mariah Volk and Jerry Robinson. Produced and edited by Charlene Goto of Goto Productions. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment wherever you get your podcast media. Follow on social media at One Good Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Email us at peopledoinggoodpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time.